Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, May the 10th. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you were able to stay warm. Uh, and I hope that uh, just wherever you are, you uh, are able to just sit in the presence of God today and know of God's great love for you and great nearness to you. So we are going to continue through the Gospel of John, John chapter 15. If you noticed yesterday, right, the Gospel, if you went to Mass this weekend, the Gospel was the one we heard, oh gosh, I don't remember if it was Friday or Thursday uh, of this last week. So if you heard it, I'm sure you said, whoa, that was the Gospel we just talked about. Uh, and, uh, and so we are going to continue uh, sequentially right after that. Today we will finish out John chapter 15 and enter into John 16. So our specific chapter and verses will be John 15 to tw- t- verse 26 to John 16, 4a. Okay, let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me. And you also testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of those Gospels where we say praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, and we say it's good news, but it's hard news. It's hard news. I mean, ultimately, Jesus is reminding us, and, and this is not new to us. We've talked about this numerous times, but Jesus has talked about how we are witnesses, right? I mean, he's saying we have to testify. He's talking about the, he's going to send the advocate. I mean, all, gosh, how much did we talk in John 14 and 15, right? How he's going to send the advocate. And then here he talks about how uh, we too, you and I, will testify. We are witnesses of what uh, the Christian life is, what it means, not only to us as individuals, but what it means to our world to our culture, and, uh, and if we do this, we must expect we will meet with resistance when we testify. Now, again, I think that Jesus is so incredibly intelligent, and, 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 well, he understands human nature. He knows it. That's why he doesn't send us out on our own, right? He sends us out two by two. He sends us out with, with uh, compadres, with friends, with companionship, with with. Uh, you know, partners, whoever and wherever we find them in life. And, uh, and so therefore we can support one another in the midst of, of whatever comes our way. But that we should ex- expect uh, resistance. We should expect difficulty. We should expect, um, I, again, I, I don't know that I'll say to be killed. I mean, we happen to live in a country that, that's not going to do that. Uh, but that will kill aspects of us, 
will undermine our message, may try to kill our dignity and our reputation and our word. Um, and how do we deal with that? I mean, that's, that's difficult. And that's a rhetorical question because I don't know. Uh, on my better days, I'd like to say I deal with that well. On my lesser days, I know I don't. Uh, and I can be very small and petty. Um, but he tells us this uh, so that it, in a sense, can support us. It can, it can edify us, if I can use that word. Um, I have told you this so that when their hour comes, meaning that hour of darkness, that hour of persecution, you may remember that I told you. And then he begins that paragraph by saying, I have told you this so that you may not fall away. So that, my friends, when we experience that resistance, that we may not just say, oh, this is all too hard. God, how could you want me to do this? And just, I'm going to go back to my normal way of life. Like the disciples tried to go back to fishing, you know, and just, I'm going to go back to that because this is just too much. He's telling us ahead of time so that when it happens, we may be strengthened, you and I. One other thing I want to talk about here, though, my main point is this whole idea of Jesus saying to his disciples, when the advocate comes whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me. I just want to talk about Jesus's promise to send this advocate. Isn't that very word wonderful? Somebody who advocates on our behalf, someone who stands with us. Um, that whole idea that Jesus is, is, he's preparing the disciples. They know something bad is going down. He is going to go away. He's saying, where I am going, you cannot follow, but later on you will. And that's when old Philip says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know? Or is it Thomas? One of the two. Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we follow? And, and, uh, Jesus says, I am the way, you know, um, He's telling them he's going away. But I'm going to hearken back to, to John 14, the last chapter, and then back here to 15. I mean, he's told this time and again. You know, when I send the Spirit, you'll do greater things than I. Remember that? We talked about that last week. Because that Spirit's presence then can be in all of us. And collectively, we are that body. Uh, and, and collectively, that word will go out to so many places that it couldn't if just one person were doing it. And... Um, how he talks in 14, I will not leave you orphans. Oh, that's the word I want to focus on today, or that phrase. I will not leave you orphans. I mean, he's, he's saying, I'm going away, and you're going to feel alone. I think every one of us knows what that's like to feel alone, to feel that we have no one advocating on our behalf, no one standing with us, and how small we feel, and how... Um, lonely and uh and and how doubt can can creep in there and and we wonder who we are and what's going on and our god tells us i'm not going to leave you an orphan now i've never been an orphan in my life and so i'm going to speak uh about that which is is beyond me and um so again if this is a a, a circumstance with which you are, are familiar, I ask your forgiveness if I speak poorly, and please teach me. Um, but here's, again, my guess of what it, what it is. 
to be an orphan is to question what again I'm, I'm, I'm forgive me I'm, I'm projecting but that that whole idea of did I do something wrong that I wasn't wanted what's going on within me that that my mother or my father or both said no to me and uh, and I was left uh, is it my fault is it, it was it something inherently within me and again, that feeling of not knowing my rootedness, not knowing where I am coming from and where I stand, and, and that ground of being on saying, no matter what I do, I know I'm loved and, and I'm okay, that that ground is taken away. I don't know if any of you have ever read the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You know, I, I, I read it, oh, it had to be a handful of years ago, and I was struck by it because my image of Frankenstein is always the one we see uh, in pictures of the movie. The guy with the flat head, you know, six and a half feet tall, bolts coming out of his neck, green, you know, and, and moves slow, arms out, oh, you know, can't speak. Oh. And that's the Frankenstein monster, at least uh, as conjured by Hollywood or whatever. That is not the monster in, in uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And, and for, I'm going to give a little spoiler here, all right? I'm going to give a little spoiler. I won't say the end of the book, but, but here's what I see happening. And I think I'm, I'm being honest to the book. Um, what's interesting in the book is after Frankenstein creates this monster, Dr. Frankenstein creates his monster, he was repelled by its grotesqueness by how ugly it is. And he rejects, meaning Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein rejects the monster and he goes away and wants nothing to do with it. Well, the monster is out there on his own. In a sense, he's orphaned. And the rest of the book is the monster trying to get the attention of Dr. Frankenstein to say, here I am. Look, I'm okay. You know, Take ownership of me. Come love me. Come, come be my companion. Come at least claim me. Help me have a ground of being. Help me know who I am and where I come from and that I'm worthy, that I have a dignity. And, and, and all the times that he's doing some of these heinous acts, it's not out of a, a vile heart. It's not out of uh, his, his anger at humanity. It's out of trying to get the attention of the one that is rejecting him. And then it turns uh, more once in, as, as that rejection continues to come toward anger. My point in telling that story here is, brothers and sisters, we, we don't have to deal with that. Our God will not leave us orphans. Our God sees us where you are today and where I am today, and he promises us here in this gospel, when the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify. And you will testify. Why will you testify? Because that spirit will testify. Because that spirit will make its home within you and within me. We will not be left orphans. Our God is not interested in that. Our God is not one who ascends to the Father and then watches us from on high and says, good luck and God bless, but one who is closer to you and to I than our next breath, 
who walks with us and in us. And, and, and I say allows, but that's not strong enough. Invites, uh, asks, leads, guides us in how we can testify because it's the spirit within us that will testify. May this day we simply give ourselves over and say, Lord, I can't. I can't. I'm always going to fall short. I don't know what to do. I don't know when to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know with what tools, whatever it is, but you do. So I ask you to testify, you who do not leave me alone, who have never left me alone, and who will not leave me alone. You testify to that, to that, Trinitarian idea of your brother Jesus. You testify to him and and have it come through me uh, and use me in whatever way you wish. Let's pray. I believe we're back to the joyful mysteries, aren't we now? So again, let's just trust and and bring all of our intentions uh, to that God who will not leave us orphaned, who does invite us to testify through the Spirit's very presence within us. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, welcome to another week. Uh, May it be filled with every good blessing and joy. And I hope to walk with you through this week as best I can. God's peace.